one of the best things about thankfulness is that the more you choose it, the easier it gets. The more you profess gratitude, the more you notice things to be grateful for. The thankfulness muscles respond to exercise, so let's work them out. Perfect parallel to nutrition and fitness. Just like anything I talk about all the time, I mean, there's even a little pun in there about the thankfulness muscle, so it's obviously perfect, but in this season of gratitude, in the season of giving, I'm so grateful and thankful for all the listeners out there who make this show possible and encourage me to keep going. I'm thankful for my team, my editor team of, of one, of Tony, to get this going every single week. And I hope that you guys enjoy this one. I hope you enjoy all the things we have planned for the fix going into 2022 and beyond for the brand as a whole. And I think that it's important for us to remember that navigating these situations is just a matter of practicing them, going through it. And instead of going through the motions, living it, reflecting on it, learning from it, and taking that new information that we have that's presented itself and moving forward in the best way. Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. What is up, Fix listeners? Happy Thanksgiving 2021. We are rounding out our Food for the Holiday series today. Perfect timing on Thanksgiving. As always, I am your host, Krista Huber, and we are finishing up a series of solo episodes before we get back into a couple of guests that I am very excited to feature on the show over the course of December. And it's crazy to think this is episode 49, which means we are just a few weeks away from officially podcasting for one year straight. It's pretty crazy because I feel like the past year has gone by so fast. However, having the podcast as the weekly marker and making it a goal to produce a show every single week, sometimes on the fly at the literal last minute, but we get it done because that's what we do. It really kind of conceptualizes and cements the amount of time that goes on. And it's just kind of wild because I feel like I've come a long way from my first few episodes and I'm excited to probably do a little episode where I kind of reflect on what I've learned over the year of podcasting and I'm planning something for you guys. I don't know what it is yet in full transparency, but I'm sure by the time we release this episode, I will have it all figured out and it's going to be fun and you'll find something valuable to take away from that chat, hopefully as you do every single week. So here we go. It's Thanksgiving day. Maybe you're listening to this on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, but Here's what we're going to do for this one. We have talked about, just to kind of recap the last couple of episodes, again, I said this in last week's show, but I do want to highlight it and point it out, that you don't need to listen to these episodes only around the holidays. They relate to birthdays, traveling, any kind of time where you feel like you're a little bit thrown off your usual routine, and instead, you don't make the absolute best choices when it comes to your food. That's really what I'm trying to get at in sharing some of these tips and talking about 
real life examples from my own personal life, from my clients' lives, from talking to other nutrition coaches, friends, family members, whoever it is, this information is applicable at any, let's call it like special time of the year. But I think that it's important to acknowledge, as we did last week in talking about why it's an important time of year to hire a coach and why more importantly, and I keep saying the word important, but it's all relevant, um, we should really think about when is a good time to shoot for fat loss and go after the calorie deficit. It's also really, really key to recognize that you might overeat on Thanksgiving. And if you do, do not beat yourself up for it. Instead, like we talked about in our last episode, it's a learning opportunity. And I don't mean that to be cliche or annoying or to sound like a typical coach or to sound like your mom when something doesn't go well in your life and you want to try to see the silver lining and see the positive. But it's true. It's a chance to put some pen to paper and help you figure out what the F you can do differently the next time, if anything. Maybe you don't. And if you choose not to, it doesn't mean you did anything wrong. But I want to go into today's chat with the assumption that maybe you went a little nuts on Thanksgiving and maybe today you eat more food than you planned because I feel like most of us can say, "Mm, that's me. Even as a nutrition coach myself, I will be the first person to be totally transparent and honest and admit that I definitely eat more than I usually intend to on Thanksgiving. So we do it. It's the reality. What should we do next? A lot of people's inclination is to basically eat nothing for the next two days. And I'm here to tell you that that is the absolute worst decision you can make for yourself. First and foremost, your body doesn't really work like that. So yes, I will contend to the argument that, well, if we're looking at our average calories over the course of the week and we have one day where we went a little bit out of hand and then the next day we want to pull back, Arguably, our average calories over the course of those seven days could be leveled back out. You're 100% right. The math is there. You're not wrong. However, I think where the problem lies in that scenario is that it perpetuates a really bad relationship with food because we're basically sending the message to our brain, oh, do whatever you want today and then you'll quote unquote make up for it tomorrow. That's a common misconception that I think we need to debunk. And in that same vein, The other thing I see a lot is, oh, well, you know, I ate a bunch of stuff on Thanksgiving. So on Black Friday, I'm just going to work out like an animal. I earned the right to eat all those things because I worked out like crazy the day before. And then I'm going to go do that on Black Friday. Again, worst possible decision you could make for yourself. And people do it. They know that it's not the best answer. And I don't know why. I have no idea why going into 2022, these are even still like methods that anyone chooses to use because I'm not the first person to record a podcast episode or get on Instagram or post something or have a conversation with a client that is like, hello, newsflash, you working out like for an extra hour the day after Thanksgiving is not going to be a game changer or a differentiator in you ultimately reaching your goals. 
You want to know what is going to actually help you reach your goals? I know you're you're just really, it's a burning question and that's why you came to listen to this episode. Here it is. I'm going to share a few tips on suggestions that I give to my clients when they have an oops kind of day or a Ugh, that regrettable text on Monday, the weekend went out of hand. What do you do next? I've established that the answer is not to work out and sweat and try to do all these hacks to kind of speed up the process. Here's my best piece of advice. Treat the next day like you would any other day of the week, given that those other days of the week represent good habits for you. So I'm going to make the assumption that you're working with me. And if we were having a conversation, client to coach, we'd be talking about, okay, what do your macronutrients, your tracking, your workouts, your water intake, your sleep on a really great day, what do all of those things look like for you to be able to check the boxes and sit there and say to me, I'm going to grade myself at least a B plus, if not an A minus today. That may look like at least nine hours of sleep. Good on you because I'm not the best with that. And tracking your macros, like actually logging all of your food, being honest about your intake and essentially getting yourself to be somewhere within, I like to call a quote unquote perfect day, a range of plus or minus five grams in terms of your macro goals. That's pretty precise. We could even say 10 if we wanted to be a little looser with it. And you got in a good workout based on how well you recovered the day before. Hopefully it was some weightlifting because resistance training is where it's at. Or maybe you did something like some yoga instead because you needed to decompress. And then let's see, what else can we look at? Maybe you're, you had, in terms of physical fitness, like you hit at least 10,000 steps that day or whatever your goal is. Remember, 10,000 is not the magic number. It just tends to be a typical baseline that a lot of coaches throw out there for reference. That should be what your next day look like looks like. This is not about punishing yourself for the decisions that you made. And I think it's very necessary to talk about the fact that that just, again, I said this a few minutes ago, but I really want to emphasize it throughout this episode, that's just perpetuating a bad relationship, not just with food, but with that holiday itself. There is um, this phrase that gets thrown around all the time, especially right around the new year, and that's this idea of like, oh, I'm going to get back on the wagon. This proverbial wagon that somebody decided at some point if we stop pursuing fat loss and we stop chasing it, that we quote unquote fell off the wagon or we got off track. And I have had an awesome nutrition coach at certain points in my life who has said this to me before and has posted about this before and I just love it. What the F is the wagon? Like what wagon are you talking about? Why is this even a thing? And she asks it in the sense of, why are we making some sort of delineation between being on the wagon and being on the right track versus being off the right track? That in and of itself speaks to everything I discussed in episode 48. So again, go back and listen to it all about why you should be hiring a coach during the holiday season because it just highlights this concept that we think that everything is this all or nothing approach and that if we're doing all of the things and checking all of the boxes of what we assume is going to set us up for success, help us lose body fat, be healthier, whatever your goal is, that if we do them all, then we're on the wagon. And if we don't do them all, or we only do like two of the seven things that we determined were going to make us successful, then we fell off the wagon. Or, or maybe we do 
we just like completely move in the opposite direction and we can't check a single one of those boxes for one day, for two days, for a week, two weeks, two months, that we totally fell off. And I think that's just a dangerous way to kind of look at things because really what that perpetuates in your life is this concept that like there's only two ways of doing it and you're never ever going to find the in-between. And newsflash for everybody out there, that's the problem because the in-between is your real life. The in-between are the days when mm, I don't really feel like tracking my food today, but maybe I should do it. Or maybe I'm not going to track all my meals today, but I'm at least going to track 75% of them or something like that. Or I'm going to make sure that if today I don't get my workout in, I'm not going to beat myself up about it and try to work out twice tomorrow, but instead I'll go for a walk or I will spend some time decompressing in some way, even if it's just like getting off your phone and reading a book or unplugging from social media, calling a friend. That social interaction is a part of our health too and your mindset and managing up here, if you're not watching this video, managing what's in your mind and your outlook and your approach just as much as we focus on our physique and our physical fitness. So I think it's really important to make sure that you kind of ask yourself that question of, hey, am I setting myself up to have this idea in my head that I'm just going to say F it all Thanksgiving day and all will be fine because the next two days after that, I am just going to not eat the things that I ate that day. I'm going to eat way less. I am going to work out more. I'm going to sweat it out. The best thing you can do is just hit your goals. And I don't want to say the best thing you can do is get back on the plan because that's the whole point to everything I just said. You never fell off the plan. You just, life just happened to you. And instead, I would challenge you to assess whether that plan is working for you because if you fell off of it, well, guess what? It's not. And we need to come up with a better approach. And a lot of times that just starts with the tools that you're using, not the amount of calories you're consuming. That That's just one piece of the plan. It's as I like to share with a lot of my fixed clients, I'll talk about it in the context of there being a lot of different levers that we can pull when it comes to you helping, helping you achieve your goals, meaning we have to pull the recovery lever and look at ways we can optimize our sleep. We do have to pull the calorie lever and look at are the amount of calories I'm consuming relative to my goals, whether that's to put on muscle, lose body fat, maintain my health in general, focus on longevity. And am I being honest about those calories? That's another level lever that we can pull. Our types of workouts are another level, lever, I can't talk now, lever <laughs> that we can pull. So all of them are important and all of them have an impact on us getting to be where we want to go. And sometimes some might be more useful or just easier to pull than others. And I think that's the value. I think focusing on the things that are easier to pull when we know we have a lot going on or when we know that our routine looks a little bit different because Thanksgiving, it is a holiday and we're traveling and we are not eating all of our meals at home or we're not preparing them for ourselves. We have a food environment that we're not able to control to the extent that we can when it's a random Tuesday in the middle of February and it's really not as hard to necessarily stick to your goals and the approach that you and your coach work together to put into place. Because that's where the change ultimately happens 
or at least the change that's going to be the most valuable and impactful on you completely altering your approach to your fitness, to your nutrition in the long run and actually being able to stick with it. That's where the sustainability piece comes in. That's where the balance idea comes in. The lovely balance reference that I hate making, but I still do all the time because I think it's always out there and something that we keep trying to chase and chase. And we're only going to achieve it if we root ourselves in whatever the reality is right in front of us today. So that's my first piece of advice. Long-winded answer, but basically telling you to really assess whether your plan works for you. And if it's a plan that you always fall off of, then it's just not your plan. And you need to be honest with yourself about that and reassess what you can change to make the plan fit your lifestyle versus you totally altering your lifestyle to fit it. Yes, there will be changes that you have to make. It's totally bullshit for me to sit here and tell you that, oh, you can make it work by not having to change too many things. No. So don't get it twisted. That is not my intention of describing any of that. And I kind of weaved in like, two other piece of advice by talking about what you shouldn't do in saying don't try to exercise like a crazy person and don't try to eat nothing. So really, I guess this, that was my third piece of advice if we're counting accurately. The next tip that I have to share is to focus on your hydration intake. Chances are if you had a couple drinks on Thanksgiving Day and maybe that might have even influenced your inability to make the best food choices, nothing wrong with hydrating. Is water the cure for everything and the be all end all? Definitely not, but it's super vital to your success. It's very important when it comes to fat loss and you just need it. We are, think of yourself like a little house plant and you need plenty of water and lots of sunshine. So that could be another thing you could do too. Get outside, go for a walk, get moving. If you're listening to this on Thanksgiving Day, here's the best piece of advice I can give you that's super easy, as long as the weather's okay, to do as soon as you finish your meal. I want to encourage you to not go sit on the couch and instead go for a walk. 30 minutes, even 15, even 10 minutes outside after you have that Thanksgiving meal is 100% going to aid in your digestion process. And I promise you, if you're on the fence about getting something additional to eat, or maybe you have some downtime in between your Thanksgiving meal and say dessert, it might help you to get outside and go for a walk and move around for a few minutes, not only for your digestion, but to help you decompress and maybe even support you in making a different decision when that next meal comes around later in the day. So that's another one. Movement, not in an excessive way, but just in a way that's going to get things internally going in the direction we want it to go and leave you not feeling all bloated and and full and uncomfortable to the point where you got to sit on the couch, go to sleep and unbutton your pants. (laughs) Um, But the next piece of advice I have is around leftovers. And I may have touched on this in a few episodes back, but this actually came to me as a question that someone had when I posted just an open-ended, hey, tell me some of your big concerns when it comes to Thanksgiving and overeating. And one that I got like three or four times in my DMs was, I'm the type of person who will tend to eat a lot on Thanksgiving day because I convince myself that that will make me less inclined to eat the leftovers the next day and the day after that and into the weekend. This is a really, this happens. This totally happens. And I can see the psychology around it. It makes perfect sense. We play this little game with ourselves. We deny our reality. And we essentially say, you know what? If I eat this food now, it's going to make me less inclined to eat it tomorrow because we'll all have had so much of it that I'll get my fill. I'll get my fix. And then what happens? 
chances are you're like, ooh, this food's in the fridge again. It looks really good. I'm going to have it tomorrow for breakfast or I'm going to have it tomorrow for lunch or I'm going to have another helping of dessert on Monday when I usually would have just had that on Thursday or whatever it was. And those leftovers start to creep back in. So here's my tip there. Don't eat like you're never going to see the food again because chances are it's still going to be there. Now, the power of your environment is very important and being able to control it is something that is totally in your hands. So it's worth pointing out that you have the decision as to whether you should take those leftovers back to your house. So if it just so happens that you are just visiting a family member on Thanksgiving day and you're not spending the rest of the weekend there and you have the choice to not bring home a Tupperware container of leftovers, don't do it. Because one of the most underrated components of fat loss is managing your environment, even down to doing something as simple as putting certain foods that you know are a little bit triggering for you or you might have a harder time eating just one, like Oreos. If you take out a sleeve of Oreos, you put them out in front of me, I can't eat only one. I want to eat like four. I could easily eat more than that. But at minimum, let's say I want to eat four. If I know that about myself, there is there's studies on this that if you just put the food in a place where it's not visible aka like don't leave it on your counter put it in a drawer or even put it up higher in your pantry so that it's literally physically harder to get to you are less likely to consume it especially in a mindless capacity like if you're stressed out or something's bothering you and you tend to be the type of person that reaches for something if you put it out of your line of sight you actually are less likely to go and consume that food And that might be the answer for you. Maybe you do take some leftovers because someone else in your house wants them and you don't want to feel like they need to be deprived. Then put them in the back of your fridge. Make an area of your fridge that's just dedicated to the foods that you want to see first and the foods that you want to be more inclined to consume. And the other thing I will say to that too is if you're thinking about taking leftovers of anything, I would encourage you to take leftovers of turkey because guess what? Turkey is a lean source of protein and protein is the king of fat loss. So if you're looking to treat Thanksgiving like the day that is just a little blip on your radar, protein should be your buddy the next day. It doesn't mean to have a day where you only eat protein all day long, but it definitely was probably lacking on Thanksgiving day if you didn't eat as many meals or maybe you didn't eat breakfast or maybe you had a smaller breakfast in preparation for your Thanksgiving meal. So you may have fallen behind in some capacity, whereas your carbs and your fat numbers are a little bit on the higher side. To that same end, while I don't encourage anybody to eat like nothing or really restrict their calories, I want to flip it to talk about the things you should eat more of. And one of them would be lots of veggies. Get your micronutrients in along with your hydration, getting plenty of water, get your fiber. Maybe you have a bigger salad that day. Maybe you have an omelet the next morning after Thanksgiving. And instead of just having some egg whites and eggs and some toast or whatever you like to eat alongside of it with fruit, I would encourage you to throw peppers, broccoli, tomatoes, something in the mix, because not only do those have the micronutrient benefit, calories coming from your carbs or of that that are vegetables, I should have said your carbs that are vegetables is really what I meant to say, 
are what I like to refer to as the bang for your buck foods. Meaning if you're the type of person who wants to see a lot of volume on their plate and you take satisfaction off of like, oh, I want a really big portion size, certain veggies, like the few I just listed, as well as uh, certain fruits, think your berries versus say like a banana or an apple, are my bang for my buck foods if I think about my calories in terms of a budget because a lot of them goes a really long way. The analogy that I like to give clients when we talk about this is your peppers, onion, tomatoes, broccoli, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, versus your brown rice, your sweet potatoes, your regular potatoes, your pretzels. The first category of those types of carbs are like shopping at Target, whereas the other ones are kind of like shopping at Nordstrom or Saks or a higher end store because you know you're going to spend more money there to get those things. Whereas if you look at the calories when it comes to your carb sources being on the lower end, the bang for your buck category, that's like going to Target because you can get a bunch of stuff and yeah, you'll probably spend a lot because you went to Target and you bought a million things and who doesn't go to Target without buying things that aren't on your list, anyone who's being honest, (laughs) Um, without it having as much of a dent in your budget. And I personally am the type of person, whenever I go through any fat loss phase, I'm like, give me all the veggies because it helps me kind of play this little game in my head of like, well, I'm not really eating less food because I'm focusing on my food sources and my food quality. And I think coming off of a Thanksgiving meal where you may have eaten a ton of volume and that could be the reason why you feel that you overate or you feel so stuffed that you're sitting on the couch really uncomfortable in your pants. Um, I think that that's a good kind of exit strategy because you may still be in that mode and mindset of wanting to see a lot of food on your plate. And you can almost essentially think of it as your way of like easing out of that mode and easing back into food quality over anything else. So that's another one that I have for you guys. And I could list off a million, but I'm going to try to keep it pretty concise. The other one that comes to mind for me that I feel like is something that a few people mention in in keeping with this theme of like controlling the leftovers is just again, really being mindful of what are some of the foods that you personally have trouble with if you just eat like a bite of it or a little bit of it, it may be harder for you to say no to. Now we're making the assumption throughout this entire episode that it's too late for that. Like you've already made the decisions. You've already chosen what you're going to eat on Thanksgiving and you've eaten it and you can't make any changes there. It's just about how you respond to the rest of the plan. So this is still kind of tied to the leftover advice I gave about like putting it in a different place in your fridge or not even taking it home with you at all. But if you have a bunch of different leftovers, remember the principle that nothing you eat happens in a vacuum. So if you want to have them, go ahead and have them. Just be conscientious about the choices you're making the rest of the next day and that weekend. So for example, let's say you want to basically have another Thanksgiving meal on Friday after Thursday, and that's going to be your lunch. Why don't you think about the fact like, oh, I passed up on this certain food on Thanksgiving day, but it's still in my house. So I want to have it today. Why not? You totally can. Nobody is stopping you. Where you run into trouble is if you have the mindset of what we talked about last week, that I'm just going to go balls to the wall the next day and the next day and breakfast is going to look like a thousand calories and bacon, egg and cheeses and bagels and whatever it is. And it's not that you can't eat those things and they're not inherently bad. Where we get into a 
situation that it's preventing fat loss and preventing us from reaching our goals is if breakfast looks like that plus lunch plus dinner and then we do that three days out of the week because Monday through Thursday looks like a bunch of salads and a lot fewer calories. That doesn't address your relationship with your food. And that's really what we're trying to get at here. So that's another one for you guys to keep in mind. Focusing again on your food quality, your food sources, and thinking about the fact that the leftovers aren't going anywhere either. They might last for a few days. I do have a few clients out there who totally hate leftovers and they just don't even like the idea for meal prep. So I guess this is one of those days where you can consider yourself lucky that you don't like leftovers because there's probably less temptation there. The last piece of advice that I'm going to leave you with before I wrap things up here and let you get on to your holiday weekend, enjoying your Thanksgiving time with your family, is remembering that a lot of this is mindset and really focusing on removing the judgment from the choices that you made. If you reflect back on Thanksgiving Day and you're disappointed with yourself, I want you to just try to kind of set that and then forget it. Like acknowledge that it happened, be truthful with whatever the outcome was, but then remember that this is just one day and probably one meal. Okay, maybe it was like two meals worth of your typical intake in terms of your calories and your macros, but it's one meal out of, let's do some math. There's 365 days in the year and you eat more than one meal a day. I'm not gonna do the math on the top, off the top of my head there, but that is thousands of meals over the course of the year. And you have to remember that it's okay for you to have a slip up here. Where we run into problems again is when that consistency, what I just said of, oh, it's just one meal, becomes a pattern. And if you're not someone who can fully admit or fully kind of wrap their head around that, I would challenge you to do the following exercise. If you are tracking your food intake, and really you'd need to take that step in order for this to be effective. But if you do track your food intake, pull out a calendar, and on all the days that you're successful in hitting your macro goals, getting your water, all the, all the boxes that we talked about checking off, put on there a check mark, whether it's like a green check mark or something, just something to put down that like that was a successful day. On the days where something is not successful, I want you to leave it blank. Leave it blank and let a month go by and physically do this on a sheet of paper so that you can see it visually in front of you. And then I want you to assess how successful you were. So is it a matter of you only missed two days out of the month? Damn, that's awesome. That's good. That's great. That is surely very consistent. And sometimes we can't get any more consistent than that. Or is it the other situation, which is most people and they just don't care to admit it because they're not being totally honest with their behaviors and they're looking for some reason as to why they cannot lose body fat or why this diet failed them. It turns into every weekend, their calendar is blank and they do that two days out of the weekend, if not three. And if we do the math, I can do this math real quick. There's four weekends in the month and you do that for two days. That's eight days that you were not consistent versus the maybe two days that I mentioned that the other person missed who truly was consistent. And if we think the, the average, there's 30 days in a month, 31 days, depending on what month it is, but let's say 30, 
that's eight days that you missed, that's only 22 days of success versus the other person who had at least 28 days of success because they only missed the two. That's a big difference. That actually is a big difference right there. So it's all about the context. It should not be an excuse to say, oh, it's just Thanksgiving, it's one meal. You know in your heart of hearts if you're the type of person who says that, oh, it's just Friday, it's just one meal. Oh, it's just Saturday, it's just one meal. Oh, it's just my cousin's birthday or this vacation or this person's wedding, it's just one meal. If you find yourself saying that multiple times a month, then we really need to reassess if it is just one meal because that adds up. But anyways, like I said, keeping this one a little bit on the shorter side, And I hope that as a whole, collectively, over the month of November, if you've listened to all four of these episodes, you found at least some piece of advice that you could take away as a little golden nugget and apply to your your current holiday season, maybe even next year, maybe in a few months from now when it's your birthday or you're traveling or anything like that, and just kind of keep it in your back pocket and think, okay, these are my options. Let me survey all of them. And what would Krista say about this? What would she do if it were her in this situation and again not to judge just for the sake of figuring out the best course of action for you have an amazing thanksgiving thank you always for listening and tuning into the show it is that time of year where we certainly express our gratitude and i wanted to leave you all with this because it's actually related to something that happened to me at work just the other day i was talking to one of my coworkers and was trying to help them through something And we were in a bit of a hurry because I had to run over to teach a class and didn't have a lot of time, had clients in front of us, they were putting pressure on us. And so I had to show this person how to do something in our computer system super quick. And I didn't want to rush through it because I did want them to have the time to learn it, ask me questions. The scenario just didn't go that way and it was beyond our control. So he was kind enough to send me an email afterwards where he thanked me for taking the time to kind of show him in a uh, trial, let's call it a trial by fire sort of a situation. And in us going back and forth, I told him there was no reason to thank me. And it kind of got us on this topic of gratitude. And he shared this quote with me um, about being thankful. And I, I wanted to share it with everybody in the context of Thanksgiving. And I'm pulling it up in my email and I'm super happy I remembered this because I just loved it. And hopefully this will stick with you after finishing up the episode. One of the best things about thankfulness is that the more you choose it, the easier it gets. The more you profess gratitude, the more you notice things to be grateful for. The thankfulness muscles respond to exercise, so let's work them out. Perfect parallel to nutrition and fitness. Just like anything I talk about all the time, I mean, there's even the little pun in there about the thankfulness muscle, so it's obviously perfect. But in this season of gratitude, in the season of giving, I'm so grateful and thankful for all the listeners out there who make this show possible and encourage me to keep going. I'm thankful for my team, my editor team of of one of Tony to get this going every single week. And I hope that you guys enjoy this one. I hope you enjoy all the things we have planned for the fix going into 2022 and beyond for the brand as a whole. And I think that it's important for us to remember that navigating these situations is just a matter of practicing them, going through it. And instead of going through the motions, living it, reflecting on it, learning from it, and taking that new information that we have that's presented itself and moving forward in the best way. 
This has been another fun episode of The Fix Podcast. If you ever want to reach out to me, say, hey, give me some feedback on the show, positive or negative. I'm here for it. If there's something you want me to cover, something you want me to talk about, hit me up. I'm always happy to entertain those conversations and just love hearing from you guys. My Instagram handle is at the Krista Huber. My podcast handle, if you do share the show, always appreciate if you throw that tag up there so we can help spread the word on the Fix podcast is at the pod on Instagram. And I will see you guys next time. 